Nobody knows what's going on when we watch the Olympics. We just turn on our TVs and become obsessed with sports we haven't thought about in four years. This is why we made the Ringer Guide to the Summer Games. I'm your host, Roger Sherman. Each day during the Tokyo Olympics, I'll tell you about a different sport, athlete, or storyline. We'll be releasing new episodes every day starting July 19th. Follow along on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts so you know exactly how to watch the Olympics. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older, 18 and older in D.C., and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Hello, um, welcome to another edition of the Mad Hooper. I just don't get why this person is mad. This is like his umpteenth time on the show. Um, he is currently on a world tour. He's been to New York. He has been to D.C. I think he's going to Orlando. I think he's going back to Minneapolis. He's then L.A. before he comes back to the Bay. The man is on a world tour. He's on the outside tour right now. His name's Barflan. Barflan, you have all this going for you. Why are you so mad? What's going on? Real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 this man named Yantis Antetokounmpo. Let me say it again. Antetokounmpo. For my Nigerians listening, I'm not Nigerian. I'm Liberian. Respect, respect. But he gave you 50 in 10. Actually, I think it was 14 in the game seven. And I think we, not game seven, game six. I don't know what game it was. I'm sorry. It was a great game, but he did. I, I, and I want to focus on this part, Raja. Because you, 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 you a vet like us. We, we was in the league. Like me and you, we, we was in the league. You feel me? And, and not that often do we see a player take the L's, get get beat by Miami, get beat by the Raptors. And nobody did. He bounced back and had an all-time performance. And I think we're not appreciating enough, Roger. We as, we as pros, we know this, man. We do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, Bro. I, have, I have 50 in the men's league once. It was hard. He did this in the NBA finals. <laughs> Respect that man. He is top three in the NBA right now. He goes, it's Giannis, 
KD, LeBron at the top. He needs, he needs his credit. Mm. Barf. Hey, Barf came strong with that. I don't, I still, okay, I guess he's mad because we're not putting enough respect on the name. But I'm, I'm going to co-sign because I'm- gonna, I'm just going to uh, say I'm equally mad at Barf because we gave Giannis his flowers. We reversed course and he still wants to come at our head. And he want to talk about his bum ass debut at a men's league. Nobody cares. <laughs> Nobody cares. No one cares. <laughs> you weren't playing Raja in Atlanta in 1999. You weren't there. You weren't well, outside. Well, Raja can't see me with a step back. That's another story from another day. We're here for mm, Giannis. I need okay. more respect. Uh, I appreciate y'all leading the call. Yeah, that's for sure. Real I'm ones. signing that. I'm with that. Real ones. Yeah, go ahead. Real ones up next. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here. Guest producer Stefan on the boards. Raja Bell here. Raja, um, you're hearing this, and I'm sure other people are hearing this. Um, I fucked up. Raja, I fucked up. I misplaced my recorder. We are going on. Um, if it's not as pristine as it normal real ones is, it's my fault. You know, I tried to um I try to put my the, the team on my back every single week, Raja. And um, <laughs> and in the process of that, Roger, I lost I lost my eight six recorder. So just slander How me. How old are you, man? Slander, How old slander are you? me. How slander old me. are you? You mean I lost I lost the one device I needed to do my job effectively? How old are you, man? You carry the team every week, bro. Hey, listen. Straight up, bro. Get your, get your adultism on, dog. Come on, man. Let's go. Ahead. You talk about, man. I got four kids. You should be. I lost my. You sound like my 12 year old. Like, Daddy, I lost my AirPod. Hey, man. Get I, you, up, son. Come on, I, man. Big boy shit. All Put right. In the chat. Who was it? So if I'm if I'm if I'm sounding like if I'm sounding like uh, voice quality that's similar to Roger Bell's Android, this is why. Um, <laughs> um, so you know we're here, a uh, little summer vibes. Shout out to uh, the season being over, draft on the way. But you know we're in the in the we are in Olympic time, and I'm just gonna say, man, I think that the Team USA is following my lead in that they are not putting the team on their back. They are not putting the country on their back. They are playing like, I don't know what else to say. I don't know what else to say. They are fumbling the bag. They're playing. I don't want to curse this early and this much early in the podcast, but they're fucking up, Raja. They just lost their first game um, of their preliminary rounds to one uh, French national team led by one Rudy Gobert, who quite frankly, played like he is tired of all the shit that the Americans were talking about his defense. And he balled out. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Team USA took an L. um, And they had previously taken L's to Nigeria. um, Which is, you know, shout out to the Nigerian national team led by Mike Brown. You know, shout out to them. Um, But been playing like this terribly to start. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of excuses going around, including, hey, man, you know, you know just the NBA season just ended. Um, you know, these guys aren't as well rested as they might normally be. It's a quick turnaround. Um, all these other teams. Uh, 
Do you buy into that, Raja? Or what? What are we thinking right now? Is is what's going on with Team USA? Do we fix this? Is they gonna? Are they gonna win the gold this year? Or it, what's going on right now? What's 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 going on? I wouldn't count them out of winning the gold. Although they wouldn't be my favorites to win the gold. You, you know, you just talked about them losing to France. Let's not forget. You know, coming in. Admittedly, I I tuned you out for a minute. I don't know if you. <laughs> Admittedly, I tuned you out like mid-sentence there. So I don't know if you referenced them losing <laughs> twice in the lead-up. to, But they they did that as well. And we were told, hey, just chill. You know, everything's going to be all right once they get into Olympic play. And then they come out. And Evan Fournier is a hell of a player, too. Um, and some of these guys that that aren't given the ball on their respective NBA teams all the time. Evan, Evan has the ball in his hands a lot, at least in Orlando. But some of these guys can really hoop. And they've got a lot of chemistry. They've come up through through different um, club levels together, and they played for their respective Olympic teams at the junior level and then at the senior level, so there's chemistry in place. And the U.S. is fighting against all of that. They've got a, they've got a group of talent that is mostly individual talent right now. You haven't had full training camps. A lot of guys are coming off seasons like you just referenced. Uh, but there's no real chemistry for Team USA. And I don't, quite frankly, I think we've seen teams in the past be built better, mm. with better pieces that complement each other. This one... You were going through the list of players on the team because I, I, I don't even know who's on a damn team until you just told me. Um, it doesn't seem like they fit together. That's not a team that has role guys in place. It doesn't seem like a very good cohesive group. Well, there's a lot of factors to this roster. Um, and I think one of the ro- the factors is COVID, obviously, and the, which led to the quick turnaround between, um, you know, the NBA season and this. So, I mean, like, you're not going to get a LeBron James when, you know, he's year 18, just removed, a few weeks removed from a, uh, you're not going to get that. You're not going to get Steph Curry, who is trying to rehab. You're not going to get your top tier talent. Um, the fact that they got Kevin Durant is, 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 is a feat in itself, considering, you know, the Achilles and, and just the turnaround he just played. Um, but you're not, you're not getting those guys. You're getting the, I don't want to disrespect these guys, but you're not getting the top, top tier of the talent. You're getting um, Bam Adebayo, who is a rising star in this league, right? But he's not there yet. He's just, he's just, he's really, really good player. Not there yet. You're getting a guy like Devin Booker, who is fresh off the finals. Also, we both agree, not a super duper star. Not yet, at least. Um, you got, you got, it's literally, there's a guy by the name of Keldon Johnson, who, you know, Shout out to his game and getting on the team, but he wouldn't be on the team any other year. Um, you got guys like that littered around the roster, and I was and I was coming to you before this uh, podcast saying, "Yo, they do have guys on this roster, and if they simply, you know, maybe I don't know, cared a bit more, I don't know, that they might have been better." You had a strong rebuttal to that, Roger. What was your rebuttal to that? I had two <laughs> rebuttals. Number one. We're discounting how many players teams like Nigeria have on, on, on their roster that actually play at the highest level of NBA basketball. Um, I think there are seven guys on the Nigerian team, at least when I was watching the broadcast, that, that were referenced as NBA players. So there are teams out there that have just kind of closed the gap between the U.S. top-tier players and their top-tier players. Um, you know, and a lot of that started with, with the Dream Team and, and stuff like that. Um, but what my point about all of these great individual players like let's say a Devin Booker who is individually with the ball in his hands a great player but that's not the way they play in Team USA like you've you've got other great players so now he doesn't have the ball in his hand he's not a great 
player unless you let him do what makes him great. So you got yeah. a lot of pl- players that are great, but because they're playing with other greats and the chemistry is not great, then they're not who you think they should be, right? And so that that's chemistry. That's having time together. That's guys figuring out how to play with each other. And that's what the U.S. is lacking. Like, you, no disrespect to D-Book or even Damian Lillard, who is great. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to put the ball in his hands and let him do what he does, he's not as great as he was for the Portland Trailblazers. No, and that's true. And it's funny because you juxtapose that with a Luka Doncic in the Slovenian team. Luke, by the way, we'll get to Luka in a bit. But they, when I looked at their game, they're a lot more cohesive and they know exactly one, who to get the ball to, the secondary option, the third, uh, the third option. Um, you don't really see that with the with this Team USA team because they're so new with each other, right? You see just it's, – it's not as simple as, yo, pass it to an all-star. It's going to be fine. Do this and throw the alley to, that, to, to bam, he's going to get it. They don't know each other. They're still at the end – at the end of the day, they're still a, a team marking it out. That's why super teams always have – need time to adjust. My question to you is, what don't we see – because – we, you, you reference Evan Fournier, right? Evan Fournier is a solid NBA player. And to people who are watching the Olympics, they're like, yo, the fuck? Why, why don't we see this? This isn't the Evan Fournier we see in the NBA. What is the difference here in this Olympic setting with certain guys that are NBA players in the Olympic setting versus what we see in the NBA? I got to be careful here, but I've tried to say this on many occasions. Most guys who are in the NBA, of a certain level of NBA player, can get it done. Can, like, flat out take the ball and get it done. That doesn't mean at the NBA level that's going to be their job, though. And so to keep a job and to continue to exist in the league, you figure out what you need to do for said team you're on or, you know, what what kind of box you're going to fit into as a career player, like 3 and D, if you will. And you kind of sacrifice some of yourself to make a career out of it. But there are guys like Evan Fournier and other, other players, you know, in the NBA that given the opportunity to have the ball in their hands and cook, they can do that. Now, you know, the NBA is, the NBA has the best players in the world, but there are also storylines that the NBA needs to create and there are stars that need to be made and there are, you know, faces that need to be, perpetuated so that the NBA can continue to be what it is, right? And Mm -hmm. if if you're not one of those guys, then you're not one of those guys. So, like, I I say all that to say, not take anything away from the great stars in the NBA, but there are plenty of guys in the NBA that if you put them in a situation where the ball was in their hands and you gave them a supporting cast and you decided to highlight the way they played, they could be very formidable. It's Mm -hmm. just not their job in the NBA all the time, right? Um, what, what, the other thing that happens when you go to international play, because I played in Spain for, for, for a while before I came back to play with the Mavericks, it is a much more physical game. Yeah, it is. Again, the, the NBA is entertainment. I mean, it's great basketball, but, you know, all of that flopping and shit where you used to seeing people go to the line 20 times, that shit does not happen in EuroLeague and FIBA play. Yeah. It does not. They do not just gift you that, hey, I'm going to run into you and throw the ball at the rim, and so I get two free throws because my name is X, Y, and Z. That doesn't exist. Again, this goes back to the NBA needing to perpetuate their stars and needing to kind of, you know, have the numbers, you know, be, be aesthetically pleasing, if you will. That doesn't happen in FIBA. So it throws guys for a loop sometimes when you're used to playing a certain way. And now the ref is looking at you like, no, bro, you're not getting that here. It's funny because 
I remember watching the 08 uh, Olympics and that was one of the the key storylines is like we need that Team USA in 08 needed to set the tone with physicality. And you saw that when Kobe is just like, yo, I'm just going to play defense, bro. I don't really care about nothing else. I'm just going to play defense. I don't give a fuck if Falgasol's there. I'm going to put a shoulder into him and I'm going to lay his ass out. And it's going to be a, it's just going to be an offensive foul or whatever, you know, or, or whatever. It's going to be a foul. But there is an adjustment there and you got to have certain dudes for that. Like, not necessarily stars. I think what we learned in the mid when the, the last run, the redeem team is you don't necessarily need stars at every position. You need really good players at every position. That's where the Andre Godala comes in, right? That's where Dwight Howard, um, while he's a defensive player and an MVP candidate around that time, has to play like Dwight Howard plays now. It's just play defense and get me dunks. And here, there I don't think there's been as much of a turnaround where you guys can you can build that. You know, you you just it's only a week and people are getting sent out. Yeah, you're describing a, a, a team um, in the truest sense of the word team where guys have roles. They do their jobs. Those roles may overlap a little bit, but they're not all stepping on each other's toes in terms of skill sets. Right. Um, the USC, we used to be able to go out there with our group of all stars. Right. Like in an all star type of way where we're just that much more talented than you. So here, take these nine to 10 players. Mm -hmm. They're better than any nine or 10 players you can put out there, even with the chemistry that you guys have developed, because the gap is that wide between us and every other country on the, in the world. It's not that anymore. So our all stars are all kind of similar players on their respective NBA teams, right? Like they all have the ball, they're asked to do the lion's share of the scoring, and other guys do most of the dirty work. So there's a huge void. And now, there's some guys on the U.S. team. I don't mean to take anything away. I'm sure guys are digging into those roles. They're basketball players. They understand that certain things have to be done. But that's not where any of them shine, really. They all shine, you know, doing kind of the same thing for their team. While teams like France and Slovenia, it's a, it's a, there is an understanding of the roles. There's a definition of the roles. They played together for a long time. Luca makes that work. You know yeah. what I mean? Evan Fournier. For, for, for Australia, Patty Mills makes that work. And then even though those other guys are all pros, you know, they figure out how to do the complementary things to Patty Mills and to Evan Fournier and to Luca. And so your team now becomes better than at, 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 on some nights than our collective, like, all-star team. Yeah. We know this if, when history, you know, when we look back at the history of Team USA – there's always been ebbs and flows, right? There's been dominance followed by, I don't, it's weird to even say less dominance. I don't know. It, it, but you get what I'm saying. There's, there, there's just, sometimes they're just really, really good. And then sometimes they're like historically Hall of Fame great. And then sometimes they're just really good teams. You were coming up during a particular time for USA basketball in the 2000s in the early 2000s, when there wasn't that, where they weren't, but right before the Redeem team, where it was a, or going through the ebbs and flows, what was the perception then of USA? And is that is there a similarity to how it is right now, how, te how Team USA is viewed right now? Oh, man, I don't really remember. You know, I, I played for the Virgin Islands national team. We never got to play the USA. Um, mm -hmm. But we, we, at that point, I think we felt as a country, and, and even though I didn't play for the U.S., you know, I'm, 
I live here. Um, we were the best, you know, basketball talent in the world. And so, you know, you could, for the most part, put together kind of these teams and, and just go out there with a s- small, you know, training camp type of scenario and get the job done. Uh, it started to change a little bit, you know, early, early 2000s, though, when I happened to be in Spain and Argentina won the world championships that year. Yeah. And they had Pepe Sanchez and uh, Chapu. Uh, Those Argentinian teams Luis, were so fun. They were, yeah. They were really good. Carlos Delfino was young on that team. And so you started to say, uh-oh. Was Manu on those teams? No, Jesus. How would I forget Manu? Yeah, yeah Manu. Um, Yeah, so like th- that, those were really good teams. There's five NBA players, though, I just talked about. Uh, six, maybe. But, but that's when it started to change a little bit. But we still felt pretty secure. But in the time since then, Logan, the world's caught up. You know, basketball, yeah. there have been... There have been huge initiatives, you know, and you have to give the NBA a lot of credit for this, too. I went to India with, with the NBA to mm. do NBA India and, and do, you know, clinics and grassroots building of, of, of infrastructure for, for youth basketball, you know, in New Delhi and, and, and the surrounding areas. And so the NBA has been instrumental in kind of setting up grassroots and NBA without borders and stuff like that, helping these countries develop these grassroots programs. And they're putting out talent. Like the NBA is littered with talent from these other countries. Yeah. And that's, and it's, it's great that you made that point. It is, and this isn't even any shade or anything. This is the NBA's doing though. This is something that they wanted to grow the game and rightfully so. They wanted to give this game to the rest of the world. But honestly, this is the consequence, man. You start these, these, uh, like I always think about um, this influx of, uh, Canadian basketball players, right? And that has a lot to do with the Raptors and Vince Carter. You inspired them to want to play this game, and that's beautiful. But on the other side, that means you got to keep step your game up, and you have to now you have to care because these other these other countries are balling. You see Slovenia out here balling with with uh, Luca. You see um, Australia um, balling. They beat the they beat Team USA in the uh, the, the friendly. So. Um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Do you think that they win? Um, they win gold. The U.S. team, USA, can win gold this year. I, I don't know. I think chemistry is an issue. Um, again, I, I wouldn't count them out. I'd still probably say they're a slight favorite, but you know, teams I'm gonna like say Australia, they win bronze. I'm gonna say they win bronze. Yeah, I mean, you're braver than I. I mean, I just it's hard for me to count out. Let me just say this though. As that's me playing my games, by the way, Roger. That's just me playing. I want. I think they're going to win bronze, and hopefully uh, they they win gold. All right, but, yeah. You, go. you got mind control over that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you got um, most of these countries for the most part they have their absolute best players. You know, I know you're going to tell me Ben Simmons isn't playing for for Australia, and so there there's some glaring you know uh, uh, absences. But for the most part, it's one guy on on said Olympic team we are missing a lot of our best talent. A lot. We are missing a lot of our best talent. And so if you were able, in a perfect world, to accumulate our absolute best talent, top oh, We're kicking people, the world's ass. We're still going to do what we do. This particular team, though, has the issues that we just kind of alluded to. Yeah. Um, is this an indictment on uh, Greg Popovich as a coach no. at any Okay. Okay. I, I mean, saying, he listen. might have to... No, I heard I, I heard the same thing you heard. Them dudes were beefing that he wants them to play San Antonio style and, you know, there's not enough time to, you know, figure that out and get the chemistry right in that system. And that's fair. Um, you know, they're playing in it. So, but I know Coach Popovich is um, 
as flexible as there is as a coach, that's why he's been as great for so long as he's been, he's going to figure that out. I, I think it's unfair to think that you're going to take a group of talent that isn't your absolute best talent against the world who's caught up and there are not going to be some bumps in the road and you haven't had a training camp, a real one. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they, they, I mean, they have, and also they have a great coaching staff too. It's just, it's, it's just, I just think it's a turnaround more than anything. So we'll, we'll see. I got Team USA winning bronze. Um, say a quick break and um, let's talk about somebody who's not in the Olympics that probably should be. Raja, we're getting on to the, uh, about to be on the eve of free agency soon. Um, and so that means trade rumors. You know, that's your favorite thing is trade rumors um, and trade. Um, but friend of the show, uh, Marcus Thompson reported that the Warriors, at least their players, are saying, hey, yo, check this out. We want Bradley Bill on the squad. Make it happen. We That's our top choice. Figure it out. I don't care if you got to if you got to part with Wiseman, you got to part with them picks. Do it. One Bradley Beal on the team. Um, is there a fit there? Do you like that? If that happens, I mean, this is a report basically saying, not saying anything of the sort that Bradley Beal wants to go to Golden State. It's more of like Draymond and and Steph and all the all the players would like to see Bradley Beal on the roster. What do you feel about that? And if Bradley Beal were to go to the Warriors, how do you what do you, what do you think? Sign me up. I, I'm a believer that Bradley Beal anywhere is a fit. He's that kind of player. Um, can play with it in his hands and create and make plays for himself, but also, as he showed you this year, can play off the ball and 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 still eat effectively. Probably be more efficient um, if you put him in a situation with playmakers, you know, like Steph and Draymond and the type of the type of system that they run there in Golden State with the player movement. Um, Clay coming back as a shooter, you know, space in the floor. Another guy with super high BBIQ. I am a believer that that works. I mean, I don't know what you're suggesting. Other than Wiseman, you'd have to get up to get that done. But purely yeah, probably like Wiseman, pick. the picks, uh, uh, Andrew Wiggins', Wiggins. contract, Wiggins', is, yeah, Wiggins' yeah. contract, um, and some future picks, I I'm, guess. I, yeah, I'm in. I'm in. If you gave me Clay, if you said I'm starting with Clay, Steph, Bradley Beal, and Draymond, sign me up. Mm, just find a, and just find a center. Figure it out. Like, find what do you think? Figure find a center. Yeah, yeah. Anybody? Hey, you know who? You know who'd be a great name for that team? Great name for that Who's team it? would be the dude you were talking about going to Phoenix. You just talked about him on a on an old Dwight Howard roster. Yeah, like j- just keep chasing rings, bro. Yeah, yeah. I mean that they 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 would have Dwight at the perfect time where he literally just got to throw him lobs. 
But he's older. Can he be a can he be a sturdy starting center the whole season though? I'm not saying like he's always his body's in great condition right now. Like, uh, by all the t- but he also is older. I don't know what he's like year 16, 17, something like that. Yeah, but you're you're gonna, you've always played that by committee though as a as a franchise. Like for the last six years, that position's been played by committee in Golden State, right? Like there's not like Zaza was the guy, Javale was the guy, but there were always a two headed monster minimum, right? That was never like a mainstay there. Yeah, I remember uh, my first year on the beat. They had JaVale McGee. They had Zaza Pachulia. Um, David West got some minutes there. Like, it was just, yeah. Um, does that make, would it make Golden State a contender? Yeah, would it make them a finals contender, a championship contender? In my uh, Yes, yes. It puts them squarely in the conversation to be back. Um, now, obviously, you, you got to get the pieces around them right. Like, you, we're going to have to find the center, right? And, we're, you know, you guys show me the, there's a little bit of depth on the bench. But you're talking about your, your top four? That's a – I mean that, – Brooklyn, yeah. Brooklyn, Brooklyn got there. It, it was – if they didn't have injuries, they would have gone to the finals, in my opinion. They didn't have – and that's, that's the comparison because you just, you're so top-heavy. You have four of the top five players at their respective positions probably in the NBA right now. No? Yeah. Can we make that argument? Who's that? Who's that? That's that Steph, obviously. I mean, Steph, obviously. Bradley Beal, obviously. Yes. Clay, I mean, a healthy Clay. A healthy Clay is one of the, is a top five guard in the league. And then, and listen, Draymond man, Draymond power forward. Draymond, and this is the team that Draymond can thrive on. You know what I mean? The guy where he doesn't have to score. He just he's just facilitating, getting people involved. Perfect. Great point. Would you rather have right now? And I think I know your answer, but just for the for the peeps. Would you rather have Bradley Bill or Ben Simmons if you're a warrior? Bradley Bill. It's not even a question, Bradley huh? Bill. It's, it's not, not even, even a question. Because for the you just gave like you you answered it before you asked it, right? You put Ben Simmons out there. You can't have two dudes out there that can't score. And right. I don't mean can't, but I mean that are 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 more interested in doing other things than scoring. Right. right? Like you just, you for Draymond and the way that whole offense moves, you put another prolific score. Do you think that crazy? I'm, I'm going to be messy right now, and I know you love when I'm messy. Um, I like uh, You know, I like that shit. Do you know when uh, – do you think that if they do get Bradley Bill, it's a, co- oh, a overcorrection for not trading LaMelo Ball? For not drafting LaMelo Ball. Do you think that that's just like, yo, we probably should have gotten it and we got our guard because we honestly should have gotten a guard to begin with? Do we, Or am I just tripping right now? Uh, tripping, but – you can't rule that out. I don't think they're – no, I, I, I think Bradley Beal is one of those dudes that if you have a chance to get him and you, and you see the fruit getting lower and lower on the tree, like it's going to fall off. I mean, you do what you can do to get him, you know, especially, again, for, for a team like Golden State that plays the way they play, the style they play with such a creative uh, point forward like Draymond, like it's just a good fit. So I, I think no is the answer to that. I th- yeah, I, I'd agree with you. Let's talk a bit this on the Bradley Beal side, right? Because I he we said this earlier in the uh, in the season. I feel like he's just Reese's ceiling at Wash in, in DC, man. Just like once once you just get to a point, like you're you're they're not going to build a contender around you. They've proven that time and time again that they're just not going to do that. And it's cool. Be it, it could just be amicable, an amicable trade. I feel like it'll be all no love lost on like both sides. I think they'll be fine if they just trade Bradley Bill. Do you think it's just time right now for them to just get it done? Just fix, just hurry up and just get it done. Yeah, get it done. 
and and Bradley Beal, I appreciate. We we said this a long time ago. I appreciate you not being that dude. I do. There's part of me that appreciates. You know, hey man, this is where I'm at. I'm gonna be the best in the role that that I can be given the circumstances. Um, but there's also a part of me that that understands that career goes by really quick. And, you know, I talked about on the last pod, you get to the finals in 01, you think it's every year, you, you look around and it's 2014, you're like, what, what, wait, what happened? Um, so wasting time in a place where, <laughs> where it's not going to happen, I also can appreciate not doing that. And Bradley Bill, it's time to go. It is time to go. And, you know, Washington, go ahead and hit the reset button. I would feel terrible for Russ if he's left there holding the bag because I'm a Russ fan. But Bradley Beal served his time. It's time to get out. Hey, man, listen, bro. If I'm Russ, man, having all that money in D.C. ain't the worst thing in the world. I ain't tripping. You know what I mean? D.C.'s a great place. I love D.C. I know, no, but yeah, I know he but wants he's to still, win. He's still, trying to, he's still trying to win, too, though. Like, you know, I, I feel you on that. Ain't no slander at D.C., but, you know, Russ is a competitor. He's going out there trying to win. I think one of those things is, like, I think Chris Paul has helped in that regard when you talk about a guy that seems like an inflated contract. And, you know, I think there's some times where, you know, you can say you can still make the argument that Chris Paul's contract is very inflated, but on the other hand, bro, like if you put that person in the right situation, they can be effective for you. It's still Russell Westbrook, man. Like we'll, we'll see what happens. Let's go to a team near and dear to me, Sasha Mack, Jomi, all all the hearts, even maybe sometimes your heart. I don't know, probably not. Um, the Lakers have the Lakers have been That's active. A definitive negative. <laughs> I still, bro, I still, no, you're not going to do I, that. No, you're not going to slide that in. No, no, no. I still believe that. I still believe this. I don't think I've told you this. That I think like your underlying hate for the Lakers is the reason why you didn't sign with the Lakers when Kobe hit you up to do it. I, I really do still believe that. I feel like you were like, that's intriguing, but fuck y'all. Like I, I do believe that. No, that's absolutely no, no. <laughs> that was pure. That was purely financial. And I don't hate the Lakers. They're just not near or dear to my heart. <laughs> <laughs> They're far, far away. They're far away. <laughs> yeah, we gotta get we gotta get Roger to Staples, bro. We gotta get him back. When last time you've been to Staples, man? It's been some years since you've been back. Man, yeah, it's been some years. And I, you know what? There's no real desire to go back. I'm not an NBA. I'm not an NBA arena dude. I told you this, right? Like, yeah, yeah. to my kids' detriment. Like, I don't even take them to games here in Miami. I don't love going to NBA games and the whole. I'm gonna be real with you. I, Can I be real with you? Yeah. American Airlines Arena. Is it American Airlines Center or Arena? Which one is it in my in Miami? Arena. We need to get that. We need to get some renovations done in that place, man. We need to get it locked in, dog. We need to, we need to figure it out. It's getting old now. It's getting a little old, man. I went there. I went there a few years back, and it was just a little. I, I was expecting a bit more than I than I got, man. That's all I'm saying. It's just. Man, I remember when that bad boy was like the newest, shiniest, coolest arena. Um, it looked nice know, outside. I'm just Miami saying. Arena. Oh yeah, it was tough. Yeah, it was tough. Um, so I remember when we got my uh, American Airlines, it was. Can I, can I tell a story real quick? Can we side? Go ahead, story tell it. Let's do it. Let's get it. So I think I was. Uh, man, this is a story time. Let's go story time. Story time, Roger. We'll, we'll, we'll get to back to the Lakers in a bit. Story time, Roger. Yeah, American Airlines, right? So I had never, I had really never been there. Um, but I was, le- I had left Philly. Uh, they said they weren't going to resign me, and. The Heat called me like, I don't know, two days prior to a workout. They were like, come down and work out with, you know, and let's let's kick the tires and see what that looks like. 
I was like, all right, bet. It was two days notice, but my man Gene, um, you know, one of my best friends from college was coming into town and we were, you know, we were going to get it in. So I went down, uh, we were down on the beach. It was supposed to be kind of benign, but we wound up like buying a styrofoam cooler and turned into like, we, it just got, it got messy. Mm. Dog. Like it got so messy that I was in the pizza spot and dropped a, a hot slice of pizza on my leg and burned the shit out of my calf. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the next day, like I woke up all oh, in the back, like all the way showed up in an airline. They almost didn't let me work out because I had this huge burn on my leg and they thought it was going to be a liability. I was awful. Uh, but Stan Van Gundy was in there like, hitting you with a pad, telling you, hey, go hard. You, you gotta hit the pad. You got to go hard. And I'm, like, probably reeking. Um, and so I just lost my shit on one of my drives to the basket. And I just fucking ran Stan Van Gundy over, just, like, flattened him. Mm. And, like, and, like, looked at him like, fuck you, Stan. And that was probably the end of any opportunity I ever had to play. Pretty- that didn't help you? <laughs> that didn't help you? Wait, the my, that I thought that was heat culture. He said do it, and you were like, ah. <laughs> I ran his cul- ass over and I love Stan and Jeff, but that was, it was my Miami Heat, American Airlines. This episode is brought to you by Arby's. It's 3 p.m. and dinner is still hours to come. Maybe lunch didn't quite hit the spot. That's where the new two for $5 chicken wraps from Arby's come in. Available in ranch, barbecue, and honey mustard. They're perfect for the afternoon snack attack or as an add-on to your meal. Arby's two for $5 chicken wraps are here for a limited time at participating locations. Visit an Arby's near you or order ahead on the Arby's app. This episode is brought to you by Visible Wireless. Want a wireless provider that always brings its A-game? Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon as low as $25 a month every month, taxes and fees included. And as if that wasn't already a huge win, you could use promo code RINGER20 to receive $20 off your first month just for listening to us talk about basketball. Not bad, right? You don't need more than one line of wireless to save. Just switch to Visible at Visible.com and use promo code RINGER20. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. The Visible monthly rate is $25 per month. Can we, uh, we just get, we just got aggregated because of that. Thank you, Roger, on this, on this slow <laughs> pot. Uh, talking about the Lakers, though, the Lakers are actively shopping, just like, just begging teams to take on Kyle Kuzma and um, and KCP, Kentavious Caldwell Pope. That is from the Woj and Low podcast on ESPN. They reported that. Um, yo, man, is what do we think about this, dude? Like, Kuz has had an interesting relationship with Los Angeles and by extension, like with the Lakers and things like that. He just hasn't. He's just struggled to be consistently good alongside this core, and I get it. What do you, what kind of scrambling and readjustments do the Lakers need to do to continue not only being contenders, but extending that title window as much as possible? But what they have to do is continue to find playmakers, Logan, guys who can get a bucket, guys that don't have to have the table set for them all the time by LeBron or AD. Um, they need playmakers. As LeBron continues to kind of you know, get into the twilight of his career, you're going to want him to do less and less of that. Um, you can still do it in a timely way, but he can't be doing it all the time. And, and AD, if, if, if nothing else, um, is fragile. So, you know, you don't, you don't, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, you don't know how many games he's going to play, how many he's going to be out. And so you need another guy who can carry mail offensively if you can find him or at least can create um, and, and, and make plays. And so that's what they have to continue to do. 
I think that's what they're doing. Kyle Kuzma, I think he's a good player. Yeah. He just, people, people put him in a category too early in his career. Um, you know, he's not that player. I don't think he's a star in the NBA. I think he's a solid NBA player. But yeah. people cast him as a star too early. You didn't have enough sample size. How much does uh, L.A., not even just L.A., but the Lakers brand inflate a player's value, do you think? Where they, they play, they're always on television, they're always in the news, and you, they just get bags just off just like the, just the fairy dust that L.A. gives them. Do you see that in the league? Is, is there an inflation of, inflation of how we view Lakers' talent? And I'm not saying that Kuz is bad because I think he's a really good player, just miscast. But um, does that happen with the Lakers? Absolutely, but it also happens in reverse. Um, so take take a player like Kuz, for instance. Like when you're when you're one of their better players and they're on TV every night, and it's the Laker brand. Yeah, you're, there's going to be some extra put on top of that. I mean, you've seen it happen with a lot of contracts coming out of La La Land. I'm not going to call no names, but guys that were in the league when I was in the league doing a fraction of what you do, um, and the payday is it's pretty nice, you know. And we take note of that. So there's some of that, but also. Um, if if you don't, you could have, well you should have played the long game when you went to the. If you would have went to the Lakers, you would have just got your money and then got your money. You know what I mean, Raja? I was, I was already like thirty four years old, boy. They wasn't giving me no more money. But that when you were thirty, money. but when you were thirty six, you could have got another little bag. You could have been a part of the Lakers family. Nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, but Phoenix Suns fans were like, "Yes, Phoenix Suns fans like, yeah, yeah, yeah." Nobody messing with them Lakers. Um, they, you, if you're bad, you remember Smush Parker? I do remember Smush Parker. Like, they painted Smush out. If you, if you listen to people talk about Smush still to this day, some people. I don't think like, Smush was that bad of a basketball player. I thought he was really he good. Was, he was, and, and probably still is. But, you know, was he a starting point guard? The, probably not. But was he a good basketball player? Yes. My point is that if you're on the Lakers and things don't go great all the time, um, you could also find yourself on the flip side of that coin where the narrative is you didn't do enough and wasn't good enough to help the Lakers do what you know. You understand uh, what I'm can saying? I just, right? Can I just be in defense of Smith Parker real quick? Just really quickly. I don't I know there's not a lot of people that are doing this. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb. I might get canceled. I don't know. But Smith Parker's game was he was like the third third highest scorer on that team. I mean, he was he was averaging double digits. Now, was it a bad team? Yes, but like just paint him out as like somebody that was trash and not good and not even serviceable on the floor is not necessary. He hit a big shot against Raj's sons. He was the reason why Kobe got the um game winner in game I think what game 4 before, you know, we the Lakers blew a 3-1 lead. But he yeah. was a, he was a reason why the Lakers were successful. So to paint him out as a guy that's not good is just disingenuous. It is. It's it, um, what they do it because you're on a brand like the Lakers. I mean, I guess that's... that's and Kobe said like, that he was trash. Uh, did Kobe do that? Yeah, Kobe did that. That's... Uh, well, I imagine that playing for the Knicks has an effect like that at times. Playing for the the the, the Yankees and the Red Sox. You know what I mean? Like, when it's good, mm-hmm. it's good. And you're going to see some extra... And when it's bad, it's bad, and you're going to see some extra. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, speaking of extra, let's stop playing and get to ruin of the week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, before we get to ruin of the week, I do want to ask you real quick. The draft is going up. Um, I believe it's 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 later this week, and 
I just want to know, and I don't really have any, we don't really have any real in-depth analysis for prospects on the Real Ones podcast right now. But I do want to ha- ask a question. What is the feeling that up into the lead up for the start of the draft for a player? What's that like? Shit, I don't know. You didn't have that? Yeah, at all? I, I know get, you had. I didn't get drafted. Did you have the, like, your lead up? Did you have a lead up to maybe you might be a second round pick or something? I don't know. Or maybe, like, I mean, you know, sneak into yes, the lottery I, or some shit. That's what I'm there asking was, you. There was, there was no sneaking into anything. Um, I had been told, I only had one workout with one team. So I had been told they may take me with their last pick of the draft. Um, so <laughs> my lead up was, was business as usual, man. Like, I don't know what I was doing working out and, was basketball going to happen to you, for you, or were you like, I'm going to go, like, work at... What are you, where are you going to work? Like, were you going to just... Were you like, I'm going to go be a civilian now? Or, like, what, what was the... No, no, I was hooping. I just didn't know where I was hooping, whether that was going to be in... You know, or I picked my agent because he had real overseas connects. Oh, and you so, weren't even tripping off of the NBA like that, like that, if you had no, got an my, agent. My, when my agent came and saw my conference tournament, he told me, hey, um, you know, I think... I think I don't know that you're an NBA player, but I think you can make a career overseas. And so, you know, I've got a lot of great connects overseas. And I found that really refreshing um, and solid. And so I picked him for that reason. You respected that. You respected the honesty, didn't you? I did. And I was, I was, listen, man, I, I know how this game works. Like I, I had no workouts. Like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't like I had agents knocking down my door. So my, my lead up was probably not like a lot of these guys lead up, but I imagine, you know, it's, Man, these dudes are their their worlds are about to change. Their their families' worlds are about to change. You know, your the anticipation of that's got to be incredible. Not to mention, um, you know, you getting with your tailor, trying to figure out what the swag's going to look like, trying to figure out, you know, what 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 we're going to walk out in. What would and, your suit have been, Raja? What would your suit have been if you were like a, a lottery pick? What do you think it would have been? Would you have gone like extra? Would you have like something the, hella no big sun- and baggy? <laughs> Yes, whatever. Oh, something that hella a, big. And that bad. was a nasty was error, awful. bro. Oh, it was gross. No, oh. I look back at my wedding pictures, and I had uh-huh. a custom tux made for that shit. And I don't know what I spent on the custom tux, but it's you know in the range of what you spend for custom tuxes. It is the worst thing I've ever seen in my life, bro. I don't even know how y'all t- or how or why y'all tailored back then, bro. Like, what were you tailoring? There was you weren't taking no fabric in. You weren't doing nothing. Like, I don't get why. <laughs> Y'all say, oh, I'm going to take this and get, to get taken. No, bro. No, no, no. That's great. Um, so you would have one in a baggie. Would you wear like a, a color or something? Or would it just been like basic? Nah, what would you I've never been that dude, man. People who know me, I keep it. I try to keep it like classy, but cool. So I would not have been out there in no, you know, red suit or orange suit. That's just not my style. But um, I would have went with a, a gray or a navy or, or a black, something, you know, something cool and classy. But it would have been big as hell. I can promise you that. What was the other side of that where you were like, I know I ain't going to get drafted. Like, maybe hopefully I get a team call. Like, were you nervous in that? Or you're like, oh, I guess I'm going overseas. I guess I'm going to dip. <laughs> so I watched the draft with, with uh, my folks. Um, I don't think we had people over. And we were, we were locked in. Like, we, were, we weren't locked. Well, we were locked in because the Hawks had a ton of picks, and they were the team that said they were going to pick me. So I wanted to watch every move they made. And so – they got Deion Glover early, and then they took Cal Bowdler. And, no, they got Jason Terry first, sorry. Then Deion Glover, they had two lottery picks. Then, then Cal Bowdler from uh, uh, Old Dominion or somewhere like that. So I was watching. Um, and when that, late, when that second round came around, they had two picks in the second round. We were squarely locked in in the anticipation. That's when I got my moment of like, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. It could happen. 
and it didn't, and that was cool. And so there was some letdown, but I mean, I was, I didn't know, I was so young and dumb, Logan, I didn't even know what to think, man. I just went to sleep. The next day I got a call saying I got drafted in the CBA. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. For sure. Well, there we go. Um, Let's get to Rowan of the Week. My Rowan of the Week is simple. We've been foreshadowing it all podcast long. It's Luka Doncic. First Olympic game, he drops 48 for Slovenia. Yo, man, Luka's the truth. You said he's your very, very, very early MVP pick. Um, So I'm going to go Luka Doncic. Also, honorable mention, producer Stefan, man. I fucked up today with the the sound, and, you know, he's holding me down. Shout out to him. He's going to be our our producer for the next couple episodes. So shout out Uh, to him, too. That's what's up. So let me go, um, you know, with all this name and name, image, and likeness, the NIL stuff that's going on in, in the, uh, you know, in NCAA sports and stuff like that. Or um, shout out um, to everybody getting their paper. Uh, but my real one of the week, I think, like I've vacillated over this, is going to be Mikey Williams. Mm. You know who Mikey Williams is? Go ahead and tell me. Mikey Williams is a, uh, is a high school basketball player. Um, I believe he's got a couple years left. He's got two years left in high school, so I think he'd be a junior this year. Mikey Williams was like the hottest thing on the planet a year and a half ago, like the best player in his class, so on and so forth. He started to slip a little bit, but I think he's still top 15 kid in the country, probably universally regarded. Out of uh, San Diego. Like first, yeah, he's the first high school kid to take a, to sign with like a company for name, image, and likeness, right? And mm-hmm. what it, it means is he's not eligible to play high school basketball for the next two years um, in whatever that state legislated like high school associations is. But he could play at prep schools or anywhere that have, you know, post-grad years and stuff like that. And he can definitely still play on his on the travel scene. It doesn't preclude him from playing in that. Um, but, I mean, he signed a deal. And so I'm going to give him real one of the week. I don't know that it's going to work out. I'm not saying that I completely agree with paying high school players. So I'm not even opening up that thing. But he is a real one. For the for taking a step, mm, for taking a chance, man. Shout out to shout out to Mikey Williams, man. Shout out to San Diego too. Beautiful place, love San Diego. Um, and that was another edition of the Real Ones podcast. We are now only on on Mondays throughout the off season. We will get back to our normal. Uh, we'll get back to our normal schedule during the season. Um, so we will get, we'll see you guys next week, man. In the meantime, make sure you check out our full slate of shows, man. We got mismatch. We got group chat. We got the answer. We got R2C2 with who? Raja Bell. Crestside Clown. Baleo Legend. CC Sabathia. Mm, and then we also have Black Girl Songbook with who? Raja Bell. It's the homie. It's the homie. Danielle Smith. Mm-hmm. Town legend. Make sure you, yes, make sure you check out um, Ringer Verse. Make sure you check out the Ringer Music Show. Make sure you check out everything on the Ringer Slate. We will see you guys in a week. Holla. Peace. <laughs>